Yo, and welcome back to the Fix Sports Podcast, the realest, blackest, and funniest sports podcast you have ever heard in your entire life. We coming straight from the South, going down, audio shop talk right to you in your ear hole, brought by myself, Joseph Wall, a.k.a. Willie Earl, and my dog, Sam Dixie, a.k.a. Johnny May. Well, now nah, you can't be Johnny May. You got to be, uh, uh, uh. Clarence. Okay. My dog Sam Dixon, aka okay. Young Clarence. He's the first person in our city to get goals in his mouth at six years old, at six to the bottom. <laughs> hey man. Taking that. That had to get him taken out before he hit middle school, but just know that he's the first person to have goals in his mouth. And he had a tattoo in the first grade. Get your mind right. So hey, we want to give a shout out to Doc Love and Javard. They couldn't make it today, but you know they're in the homeboy, so we want to show them some love. We're gonna be back. All us gonna be back next week, and we're gonna run it how we do it. Um, we're gonna come up with something good. We we'll probably get to that Tom Brady stuff. You know, I want I want to wait for everybody to come back to get to that Tom Brady Peyton. Uh, that uh, when we was growing up, it was it was uh, one dude that went to high school with us. He used to call Peyton Manning Peyton Manning. You remember that? Oh man, I yeah, I can't remember buddy name. Yeah, like man, that Pete Manning though, that, like Pete. Like, <laughs> hey, we had some characters for sure, man. Oh, boy, we was hey, they was wild, man. They was wild. But man, appreciate you rocking with me today, bro. And man, sure. um, pushing this thing forward with this Fix Sports podcast. You want to let everybody know, um, housekeeping. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Um, the main thing for this is become a patron because Patreon is where the bulk of the content goes. And when you become a patron, you help to donate to the platform. And when the platform grows, the platform is able to do more, give better content and also give more back to the community. So when you are investing in the fixed sports podcast, you actually investing in uplifting the community that we serve. So that's how I go down here. So make sure you become a patron at patreon.com backslash the fix. Make sure you check out our Freedom Train website at www.freedomtrainradio.com. You can catch some of the best podcasting going down. You got the Fix Sports Podcast, Freedom Train Podcast Series, Shelby's World, the Enigma Self Hour, the Feature with Cliff J, and Lessons from the Screen, which is Patrick's show. So make sure you man, check it. Look, look. We like bad boy. We like death row out here. Y'all better get down or lay down. We like Beanie Seagull and State Property. Get down with us or you're going to lay down, B. So, but www.freedomtrainradio.com. And remember, the Fixed Sports Podcast is brought to you by uh, Freedom, by On the Shoulders of Giants. And On the Shoulders of Giants brings you African history at your fingertips and on the go. Our stories from our perspectives at your fingertips. So, the stories of the sung unsung heroes of the African diaspora. They do it through many means, books, a nonprofit organization, YouTube channel, uh, a blog, online courses. All you got to do is check out the website, www.ontheshoulders1.com, and you get African history right at your fingertips with some good stuff. What we talking about today, Willie? That's what. Remember, <laughs> where I come from? Family Matters. Yeah, like what we gonna do now, Willie? Yeah, uh, Waldo, man. (laughs) Hey, dog, we don't watch too much TV over the years. (laughs) Hey, bro. 
Got to kill the time some way, man. Right, right. <laughs> so what we talk about today, quick rundown. There's a black female, a black woman, rather, because, you know, they don't like that word. But a black woman who's a a referee. She's now a referee in the NFL. So And she's the HBCU alumni. So that's the HBCU spotlight. HBCU news. Oh, shoot. How the hell Rudy Hubbard? in the college football hall of fame, but not in the black college football hall of fame. Make it make sense. I don't know. And then we're going to talk about Dak Prescott. Go talk about Russell Wilson. Will they be switching teams? We'll also talk about JJ Watt became a Cardinal. Does it matter? You're going to get into that. So there's also a seven foot nine young basketball enigma that's coming up. So we're going to talk about him. There's a league that's one, that wants to challenge the NCAA that say they're going to pay players to play. We're going to see what that's talking about. And our weekly rant going at Salatin Ibrahimovic with his hypocritical self because he's he's saying that he's basically telling LeBron to shut up and play. Yeah, we own another LeBron shut up and play thing. But <laughs> this dude is a hypocrite. And I'm, we're going to tell you why. So let's start off with that HBCU spotlight that shit. So Next year, when you tune into the NFL, you're going to see a black woman on the field getting her officiating on, and her name is Mia Chaka or Mia Shaka. I don't know. One of them two. You choose which one you want to use, right? But she's been announced as the first black woman to be added to the NFL roster for game officials in the league's 101-year history. The NFL announced Friday morning Chaka joined the NFL seven years ago after being selected for an NFL officiating development program. She said she's been working up to this day for a long time. It's going to be my shocker voice. I am honored to be selected as an NFL official, she said in a statement. But this moment is bigger than a personal accomplishment. It is an accomplishment for all women, my community, and my culture. I just imagine she would snap in that. So. <laughs> why why Shaka sound like somebody like grandma or uh, old auntie? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I can't give her a city girl voice. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. I can't give her a grandma, so I just I just fit it in between. Just right in the middle. Because <laughs> a city girl voice almost came out like I can't do it like that. <laughs> so she she from she went to school from what, up there where you from. She went to Norfolk State. Okay. So she earned her bachelor's in education in 2000. Oh, she 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 our age. She she earned her bachelor's in education in 06. So she our age. Okay. Yeah, she right, right, yeah. right. And she's currently a health and physical education teacher at Renaissance Academy, where she works with at-risk youth. Okay. Okay. Okay, Shaka. We see you. She began her career in 2006 doing high school games and moved up to college ranks. In 2014, she made history as one of the first women officials to work in FBS bowl game. Look at her with the rock, with the resume. She got a good resume out there, Sam. Just accolades on accolades. Right. So uh, and that was the fight hunger bowl between Washington and BYU. Her mentor, Wayne Mackey, an NFL vice president of officiating evaluation and development, called her with the news on March 1st. She said she was speechless. <clears throat> Here go my voice again. He goes, welcome to the National Football League. I was just nuts. That's what she told the reporters. I asked him, hey, are you punking me? 
You've got to be kidding me because I've been at it for a long time. I just never thought that they would come. I just enjoyed working. So, so, so as part of the development program, Chaka has been working NFL preseason games and is now should be a regular season referee up in here. Get your mind right, NFL. So how you feel about that, Sam? Because that's live to me. Hey man, I yeah, I think it's great. And the cool thing about it is, you know, anytime it's one of these like uh first black person to do whatever or or anything like that, you know, you know, people want to be like, oh, affirmative action. But the thing about with NFL officials, man, they 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 got they go strictly by look at if you get the calls right. They yeah. they grade them out. And if you perform, you move up, you get to do the big games. If you mess up, they're going to get you out of there. So she earned it. She earned it. Right. Exactly. And so she deserved to be there. I'm excited. I'm excited to see her on the sidelines, man. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's that's real cool that she got that she's able to um, to do this. Like and like I said, she our age. So that's even mm -hmm. cooler as well, because it's like. We were literally in college at the same time she was. Like we all came in the same year. So um it's 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 cool, man. I'm I'm looking forward, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing her on the sideline. Um I hope she called a number of Dallas Cowboy games. Um, <laughs> that's my squad. So man, shout out to Mia Chaka. Wanna mm -hmm. um we wanna let everybody know that if you got a problem with because you know it's gonna oh, okay, so let me what what would you say, Sam, to the men who say a woman shouldn't be officiating in the NFL? Oh boy, they they, they gotta get they gotta get out of that, man. I mean, like they were saying that during the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, I heard some people saying that, but like like I said, I mean they they great they grade them out. So I mean, you you can't even look like like when it comes to I think of that Sarah Walsh. Yeah. She was one of the top graded officials throughout the year. So I mean, and then like it's not like she it's not like she playing. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah. that's that that's where I be at because and the reason why I, I'm I'll go ahead and brought, bring it up because um one we want to continue our our I guess advocacy for women being able to do things in the sports realms, especially like football, basketball, baseball, something like officiating. Like you said, we're not asking her to run the 4 four. We're not right. asking her to bench 250. We're not asking her to be able to score, I mean, to, to catch a 1,000 yards in the season. We're asking her to be able to accurately call penalties and officiate and monitor the game correctly. And she showed the capacity to do it. Yeah, Why you got I a problem mean, with it? Yeah, I mean, like, I ain't one of these. I ain't one of these, you know, like, uh, oh, men and women are exactly the same because I mean, that, right. that, that's silly. Right. But it, when you're talking about a job that that that's that's not relying upon, you know, like, you know, physical exertion versus, you know, like having a man do it, then then it's no reason she can't do it. Right. But I, I think I think for some of these dudes. It's all ignorance, but they're stuck in the place of, well, it, it, and I think it's a place of, of ignorance, but it's also a place of insecurity as well, because they feel they feel threatened. 
because yeah. somebody that they viewed as inferior is in this space where they say, well, in their mind, women can't be. But not only is this woman in here, but she balling. And they're right. like, why yeah. is this happening? I think um, I think it looks, it'll, I think a lot of times it'll make guys look at themselves and they see a woman, uh, you know, excelling at something, like you said, that's a male-dominant space. And maybe they're not where they want to be, even if they're not even yep. in that space. Right. They're not where they want to be in life. They kind of feel it'll make them feel, you know, some kind of way. So Amen. I mean, grow up, cause but, right, yeah, like you said, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come into this century. Step the goddamn game up. Go hard. Work hard. Mm-hmm. Work as hard as she did, and make the right connections. So, so one time for our new homegirl, that's our new friend. Mia Chaka, we was all in college at the same time. We didn't go to the same school, but me and we went to HBCU and Sam would just cross the way. So we all went to the same school, theoretically. So that's our new homegirl, Mia Chaka. Shout out to her. But that HBCU spotlight that shit. All right, so HBCU news. Let's get into it. Rudy Hubbard is in the College Football Hall of Fame. But he's not in the Black College Football Hall of Fame, and he is the HBCU coach to win a NCAA championship, like a D1 NCAA championship. So he should be in it just off that. But he's one of the most successful college football coaches of all time, and HBCU is one of the most successful coaches. Because for FAMU, there's a fantastic four: there's like Rudy Hubbard, Ken Riley, Billy Joe, and Joe Taylor. So, and I think. I believe if Willie Simmons continue to what he's doing now, he's going to etch himself and it's going to be a, fa- a fearsome five. So I'm looking forward to Willie doing that. But all right. So Rudy Hubbard recently inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in January. He's the first black American assistant football coach in Ohio State's history. He's also one of four former Florida A&M head football coaches in the College Football Hall of Fame. So still, he's the only HBCU head coach to win an NCAA Division I AA, now FCS, National Championship for the Rattlers in 1978, in addition to winning two black college national titles. So he got three rings, one white folk wing ring and two black people rings. All right. So just despite his coaching success at FAMU, unlike the other three, Former um, former Hall of Fame coaches, Jake Gaither, Billy Joe, and Joe Taylor Hubbard is not a black college football Hall of Fame inductee. Established in 2009 by former Grambling quarterbacks, James Shaq Harris and Doug Williams, the Black College Football Hall of Fame, according to its website, was created to preserve the history and honor the greatest football players, coaches, and contributors from HBCUs. And I guess the key, I, I think the reason why they put that is because they want us to focus on from HBCU. So, oh, so is that why he not in so, there? So let's read. Let's read. Okay. So making another appearance on the HBC report with Rob Calloway, Hubbard discussed the possible reason why he's yet to be inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame. <clears throat> I talked to Shaq Harris, and Shaq was saying some stuff that he felt what I really needed to do was patronize all the different elements. That's what Hubbard said. I'm in the big one now. And I'm not about to be running around trying to negotiate for that. You know, that's just not my style. That's how I feel like he would have said. Hubbard further expressed that another reason for not getting inducted could be related to the fact that 
he didn't attend an HBCU as a student or that he didn't coach at one before becoming the head coach at Florida A&M in 1974. So going back to what you were saying. And I think, like I said, I think that's why they put that piece in the article like that, because I was reading through it yesterday. I was like, I see what y'all did. I see what y'all threw the alley-oop. But um, if that's the case, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that that's silly, man. I mean, it, it, if he went to, I don't know if he, I know he coached at Ohio State, but if he played there and not at the HBCU, but look what he's done for the HBCU. For the HBCU. For the, for the HBCU. So, I mean, yeah, he went to school at a, at a, at a PWI, but I mean, He's essentially one of the D names among HBCU sports. So it's, you can't just disregard that. So it's a it's a movie called The Spook That Sat by the Door. You seen it before? No. Nah. So basically the basic premise is you got a dude, you got a guy named Freeman. And Freeman is internally a revolutionary. On the outside, he comes off as the Uncle Tom. So Freeman, the 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 CIA has to have a black quota so they need a black person to be a part of the cia so they, they pick like 40 black people they take them through a training and they want to figure out who's the best negro to fit into the cia and if you're gonna fit in the cia you got to be like a straight sellout right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. freeman and i'm not saying that that this is what um um exactly Rudy hubbard was doing but i'm just using the example so Freeman went through the CIA training and after working with the CIA for five years, he quit. And the whole intention was to go back to the community and teach the people teach what he knew, what he learned to okay. the community and enhance the community. That was the goal. So, yeah, he might have went to Ohio State or any other PWI, whatever. But if he brings it back to an HBCU and enhance the HBCUs, I think he did his job. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I I'm agree. Just, I'm just saying. I agree, like, man. I agree, man. It's like on a lesser degree, I see this, I see this with myself. Cause like you said, you know, I went to Florida State. I've heard people tell me that I can't support HBCU. I can't support fam you no more. Well, see, like, what? Well, see, <laughs> the, well, what what they don't realize is you were supporting fam you before. Right. And you supported family during, and you still supporting family. And so it's a, that look, black folks special. My people are special. And so it's it's some people who feel like they have more privilege than others because they went to the HBCU. I went to HBCU. And I mm -hmm. look, it's a lot of people who leave HBCUs and don't want to give nothing back. This man didn't have to. He didn't have to come to FAMU. That was a choice to come to FAMU. Right. Mm-hmm. He thought about, he thought enough to come to FAMU and enhance the program. Thus, enhance the HBCUs by winning the national title over my. I think they beat Miami that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. But you know that that's just you know, I got that beef and my Ken Riley beef because Ken Riley should be in the college football. I know Ken Riley yeah. should be in the NFL Hall of Fame. He's fifth all-time in interceptions in league history. Charles Woodson also is fifth. Charles Woodson tied to Ken Riley. Now I'm not saying I didn't see Ken Riley play, so I'm not. I can't say if Ken Riley was or wasn't better 
than uh, Charles Woodson. But what I do know is everybody in the top five or top ten is in the Hall of Fame, except for one. That's what I do know. So, yeah. But moving on, we're gonna move this thing on like Maya. We're gonna move it on like Maya. And sit. Was Cisco in that song? Well, no, nah, he wasn't. No, still the shocker. He trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trash. Yeah. So <laughs> that boy Russell Wilson, man. What's your take on this Russell Wilson saga that's going on in Seattle right now? Like, is Seattle tripping? Is Russell tripping? Like, what's what's your what's your what are your thoughts? Uh, Seattle tripping, man. They gotta, they gotta, they. You got one of the 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 pretty much a future Hall of Famer quarterback. You know, right in his prime, you gotta secure. You gotta make him happy. You, yeah. You can't just be like, oh well, just deal with it. Now nah, you gotta make them happy, cause um, it, the way the way the way the league is going now, it looks like it's this is a new era. This ain't it, it ain't it ain't no more where oh he just gonna deal with it. These guys got platforms. They're gonna say what's on their mind, and if they want to for they they can afford they can force their way out of situations they don't want to be in. So yeah, and with the money they make, you know, a lot of them, they like, you know, they may be twenty nine or thirty, but they say, shoot, I done made a hundred million dollars. You're not gonna trade me. I'll retire. And <laughs> they had no point. They had no bees about doing it. So look, yeah, hey, come to Dallas. <laughs> I say trade back for Russell. That's a no brainer. That's a well, no-brainer. I feel you, but the only thing is, I think to make that even, Dallas will have to give up a lot. Yeah, they will give up a lot. I mean, because like, I mean, not a huge haul, because I mean, Dak, he's not, he's obviously he's not to where Russell is, but he kind of, you can kind of see him on that kind of trajectory. Yeah, Dak ain't trash, and so that's one thing I want people to understand. Well, first of all, the Cowboys are trip. Let's just say that the Cowboys are tripping because pay that man. They should have. They should have paid if they paid last, that, year. last year, even the year before that, the price would have been lower. He won. Mm-hmm. It went because it went from like thirty four to forty now. Right. So he won't. You should have signed him when he was at when he only wanted thirty four million. But now nah, Jerry Jones being stupid, trying to play hardball because once once again that ain't trash and the Cowboys are a better team with that got there on the field and he's Wait, one of the most. He's one of the most productive quarterbacks in the league year in and year out. So it's been now, I do agree that for the Russell Wilson to be traded to Dallas, we probably have to give up Dak Anzi. And I think I'm willing to do that. I think I'm if not Zeke, probably maybe some draft picks. Um so they have to you they have to throw something in there. But because we can we can find somebody to replace Zeke for cheap. Yeah. And that's the thing, because I think I think Zeke has hit a wall. Um because you know you can say you can say that yeah, the offensive line wasn't as good in the past couple of years. We can't say that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we praise Barry Sanders for that. And so, and I'm I'm saying that to ask, can we really use that as a full excuse? Because that that's a reason. That is a reason. But can we use that as an excuse for the drop off in production? 
I think I think last year, I think part of it was actually like going back to Dak. I mean, he only played the five games. I mean, it's hard for a running back, especially, I mean, because, like, I mean, you throw out Barry Sanders. I mean, he's no Barry Sanders. So it's right. like – so it's like when they when when teams going into games saying, "Hey, we we only got to worry about stopping Zeke." Right. It's different. Right. Like with with some guys, you know, like like Barry Sanders, teams winning the games. Hey, we got to stop Barry Sanders, and it don't matter. Because right, <laughs> and see that, and that's why I'm thank you for saying that. And that's why I brought up what I'm bringing up because Zeke is no Barry. So Zeke's value isn't there. Like it was right. two, three years ago. Because two, three years ago, I wouldn't think about trading Zeke for nobody. But his production has dropped off. His value has dropped off at the running back position. And so we we can see now that Zeke is not going to be one of those ultra special backs like we're talking about in the Barry Sanders lane. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be a it's not gonna be a ALT. It's not gonna be a Marshall Falk type. He's not. He's gonna be maybe one or two tiers below that. Now there's a chance, let's say, he go to Seattle and may be able to revive his career. Maybe. But Dallas can Dallas can get – because I want us to keep our draft picks because we got to build up our defense. We're going to have to get a running back, and we got to spend the rest of the draft picks on defense. So that that's that's what I want. That's what I want to happen. Uh, I, hope, I hope we get Russell Wilson, but if I know Dallas – we're gonna find a way to mess it up. We're gonna find a way. Like, I'm surprised we got Amari Cooper. Hey man. Well, that was that was they that that was more the Raiders messing up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That, Dallas every times where teams have offered Dallas some crazy stuff that they shouldn't have, because it's gonna hurt the team that's offering Dallas, Dallas still didn't take it. Yeah, yeah. But, so, well, let me ask this while we're on the topic. Another brother's name, Amara Cooper. Since it's time, and it, from the time he got Dallas to now, what grade would you give him? I say a solid, a solid B plus. B plus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like you said. I don't think just like we were talking about. I don't think he one of these like you know he not like uh uh you know like uh. uh Damn, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, he like like D. Hopkins or, or right. Julio Jones or or or, or you know A. B. Right or any guy, any of those guys. But you know he a solid. He a solid number one receiver. Um, yeah. So yeah, he right in there. Because I'm just I'm just thinking like that offense. All right, we don't have Zeke, but number twenty, the backup is capable. Mm-hmm. So that offense, those receivers. We can find a capable tight end. Even if the tight end ain't good, we got three receivers in the back who can catch. That offense, those receivers with Russell Wilson. All we got to do is take care of our defense. That's it. Right. And we and we we in there. We taking over the NFC. But all right, so so speaking of that, JJ Watt is a card. Do you care? Does it matter that JJ Watt is a cardinal or did he just sign another contract to get out of out of there because he don't want, he don't like Houston no more. What you think? Well, based on when he first got the free agency, he was saying, you know, it it, it sounded like his top priority was going to a contender, <laughs> which you know I'm like, okay, that makes sense, right? But 
I guess I guess the amount of money that Arizona offered them is just too great. Which I mean, again, no knock. I mean, get your get your coins. But like, if you're gonna say a contender, I don't understand going to Arizona. Right. Um, I mean, they are they gonna be? Are they better than what you know? What you what they have been in the past? Yes. Is JJ Watt gonna make them better? Yes, but I mean, like, they is he gonna make them a contender? Yeah, now they're not gonna be. I mean, because like in that and then in that division, I mean, you got Seattle. Assuming this, assuming now they fix the 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 Russell Wilson situation, and you got you know San Francisco still balling, and they they looking like I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna. They look like they might be finna move on from Jimmy G or whatever. Yeah. But the rest, of, but the rest of the roster is good. Um. The Rams uh, just was in the playoff and in the Super Bowl the year and before. They got that. Philly. I mean, they right. got um, they got they, um, they upgraded right. They upgraded their quarterback and their defense was probably yeah. the best in the league. Uh, yeah, not Philly, so, but Matthew. Yeah, so you looking at you looking at at best at best the third team in the division, and that's the best case scenario. Yeah, so he might have. And unless it's something in Arizona that he saw that ain't nobody else see. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I do think they got a, a lot more cap space. So maybe they ain't done yet. Maybe, yeah. So what they what are they missing? They they gotta get they gotta get a more a more more dynamic, you know, in the running game. Um Show up the defense a little bit more on the back end, cause like, uh, I mean, they got Patrick Peterson, but you know he's starting to get a little bit older. Um, they do got Buda Baker, uh, but you know, like they did, they they was missing some pass rush, so I did JJ Watt address that. So like, they they just got to get, they just got, they just got to take that next step, man. They need a new coach. <laughs> they need a real coach, man. Come look. Look, you can't keep you can't keep thriving off your talent. At some point, you got to take this talent to the next level. You could do it in college, and you ain't doing it in the pros. They because what Arizona did was Arizona brought in Cliff Kingsbury because they they was like, okay, his offensive style is similar to what Kyler Murray did in college, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and. Yes, he may be a great offensive mind. Hire him as the coordinator. But don't make him your head coach. Because I honestly, I think that's one of the big things that's holding Arizona back is that coach, like the head coach is somebody who hasn't been successful in a long time. I can see that. Yeah. Hey, man. Eric B. Enemy out there. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, but like you said, maybe he saw something more because going back to JJ, man, I mean, like, like coming out, he was saying, you know, like it sounded like, like I said, he wanted to go to a contender, a team that's ready to win. Like you heard, like, you know, he from Wisconsin. So you heard like maybe Green Bay, mm-hmm. you heard even him going to Tampa, um, stuff like that. So, but then you know they offered. It, I think it was what thirty-one million. So I mean, it's hard. I would have took it too. 
I would have took it right. too. Why that's not? A, it's a business, man. Say. It's hard. It's hard to say no to that. And I, like I said, I can't. I can't knock it. Um, Even if he don't ever win the ring, he's still gonna go down as one of the greatest defensive linemen of all time. Yeah. If if he didn't, if he stopped, if he said, you know what, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah, he's going in the Hall of Fame. So. And you got money. Right. And and well, I don't because his body breaking down too. So yeah, I don't blame him for taking man. that money. Mm-hmm. I cause I I and it's just me. But I believe players should have more of a mercenary mentality than the mentality of I'm gonna be loyal to the team. Cause that's how you get DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, man, I love this team. I know you love the team, but they don't love you because you're an right. asset to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I agree, man. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, I was, I been telling Stacy, like, if, if Matthew ever get to that level, I'm gonna tell him, hey, they, man, ain't no, ain't no hometown discount when you become a free agent. Get every, right. every dollar. Ain't no loyalty in business, man. The business is business. And the job is to get as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, that don't mean you don't give your team your all, but that just means at the end of the day, if if you can't give them what they need, they're going to cut you and not give you no money, especially in right. that effect. So Right. Hey. All right, so there's a a seven foot nine Nigerian center who's blowing up around the world right now after a viral video showed off his insane basketball frame. I'm finna mess his name up, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> Abby Odun, Eddie Goke. I think I might have did good. So Man, it's Abby. Sound, it sounds good. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, hype me up. That's what I'm talking. About. <laughs> so let me spell it. It's, a B I O D U N A D E G O K E. So Abiel Doom Adigoki. So seven foot nine. He's uh already nearly three inches taller than the tallest players to ever play in the NBA. He's also a teenager. But that's where the mystery begins. The prodigy became an instant online star when video of him working out in the gym with coaches doing a youth. Talent development camp in Dubai left jaws dropping over the all, all over the world. Did you see the video? Nah, I haven't seen it. I think I saw it on Instagram. So he don't even have to jump the dunk. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm just picturing it in my mind though. Like you almost eight feet tall. I, I the wingspan got to be like 12, 13. No, nah. he reaching at 12, 13 feet. Right. It's a pop quiz question for you. I know you okay. know the answer, but let's just see if you think about it. What's one of the things that hold back real tall players, real like people seven, four, seven, five and up? What's one of the things that really hold them back a lot of times? They be skinny. That's one, that but that's not that's not where yeah. I'm going. Okay. I'll give you another shot. Okay. One of the things that one of the things that could hold them back, can hold them back, or usually do hold someone back that's real tall. The health issues. That's a, that's the more obvious one, but that ain't what I'm talking about. So okay. let me just say it. Let's see. He don't have no mobility. Yeah. Okay. 
So, because injuries is right there, though. Uh, you so you you are correct, but I was thinking more about mobility because I saw the video of him and he the mo it don't look like the mobility was there. I don't I don't see him running up and down the court in the NBA. Yeah, you know? yeah, you right, man. Because like you thinking about guys that big, it's yeah, it's hard to 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 move around to get all that going in a certain direction. I mean, because like. At a certain point, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just not humanly efficient. Right, right, and so that's why I always say, like, the perfect player for me is like seven foot, between six eleven and seven foot. Um, you take what, take the offensive game of Kevin Durant, like mix mix together Kevin Durant and Dirk offensive game. Mm-hmm. Give me Kevin Garnett and Anthony Davis defensive game, and like a Kareem or a Gasol or Shaq passing ability. Like, cause th- think about if if Kevin Durant was let's say twenty pounds heavier, and his post game was crazy, and he still can do all that stuff he's doing now, right? He'd be like, even even better. You're the unstoppable player. Mm-hmm. So it's just so that's what I be thinking about, like with a lot of these big men is, if I could make a perfect big man, that's what I would make. But like, dude, seven nine, and I, and, you know, I hope I hope he get what he get, but I do want to see him playing against some top competition as well, being seven foot nine. So and it's like on uh, what was that? What was that movie? Uh, uh, where they had the kid from Africa. To my dad there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they found because it's like they found that dude. He was just watching like a a, a video, like a, a a community outreach program. Yeah. And seen him in the background. <laughs> hey man, that's so funny you say that because I, I didn't even think of that movie. But the thing, it's the same plot. It's the same plot. <laughs> they saw a video. Was like, hmm, he'll be good. He he look good because this is a New York Post article that I'm reading. But like I said, I saw the I saw the video a couple times on Instagram. Like a couple people were posting a couple sports pages was posting it. So that's funny. That's funny that this is the Arab death story. And they call what they call him uh Big Niger. Okay. Yeah, Big Niger. Um so I want I just want I want to see how it go from there. So he's 21. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I just worry about the health thing. It's like if you you that size, man, this that's likely some kind of gland issue or something. Maybe I don't know. Right now, what's interesting is okay, he's I say he's twenty one, but then earlier I said he was a teenager. So there's some argument about how old he is. So some Uh-oh. people are saying so. Right, some people he's are saying like he's twenty one. Like what was Buddy in the uh, the Lily World Series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, cause some people saying he's seventeen, some saying he's twenty-one. So, and so, so hell, some people saying he's eighteen. We don't know, but I just wish him the the best. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right. So, um, what? Ha- First of all, before I read this, what happened to the JBA? Is the JBA still around? No, I don't think so, man. I think they had to fold because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Because this article is by a new league shot at the NCAA. Um. One hundred thousand dollars salaries for high school players. Um. 
But a thought was in my mind the other week because I was looking at uh, looking at videos of uh, Lamelo Ball, and I thought I thought I, the thought that went through my mind is, well, what was the purpose of Lavar Ball creating the JBA if he wants his boys in the NBA? He just wanted. He just wanted. I think he just wanted him a place to play. That wasn't like you know the college because I think he had to because his, his middle son went to UCLA, and mm-hmm. at that time he had the 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 that thing where he that, was that. in China. Yeah. And then plus, and then plus, you know, I think I think Lamelo was involved with the 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 uh with their shoe company. Yeah. So that might have messed up his eligibility. Yeah, it did. It did. So, okay. Now, I'm 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 not asking that question. So for for viewers, I'm not asking that question to be malicious. I just really want to see what his answer was. So that's why I asked it like that. Because I don't think that Lavar Ball did anything wrong. I'm one of the few people who actually like Lavar Ball. Like I disagree with a lot of the only thing I disagree with Lavar is like a lot of stuff that he talk about sports. Cause that'd be yeah. a lot of ego, but other, but I have no real beef with LeVar Ball because he hasn't done anything to make nobody have no real beef with him. Unless you just hate people who are self-confident. I don't know, but my, cause I, so, well, I guess, yeah, if COVID happened in the JBA, I, I get that. I see. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting 2020 was different, but um, all right. So the overtime elite league proposes, and that's what it's going to be called. The overtime elite league proposes that providing a salary and a focus toward a pro career might be more appealing than college basketball's biggest programs. And let me just say, of course, all my viewers know I do not like the NCAA, so I'm all for alternatives. Like, so I'm not, I'm not mad at these high school players who are going to play overseas instead of going to college and then coming back. Like, it's smart if I can go over there and make money. I could play a year or two with grown men. Mm-hmm. Get, cause, cause think, look, I saw uh, somebody put a graphic on on Facebook the other day, and they was like, they they were comparing Luka Doncic's stats at twenty and LeBron's stats at twenty. It's one of those, it's one of those dudes that that's like a Jordan fan. I hate LeBron. So, the thing was, at twenty, Luka's stats are slightly better than LeBron. But what I want people to realize is Luca been a professional basketball player since he was 16. Mm-hmm. Luca had this is not Luca's first time playing in professional ball. He's just playing in the NBA. He's just a newer NBA player, but he's been playing professional ball against grown men since he was 16. LeBron was playing when he was 16, he was playing against high school players. So I expect Luca's stats to be better at 20. Luca should be better at 20 than LeBron was. Yeah. But but is he going to be overall better? Is the question. Well, that'll remain to be seen. Right. But, but like what you're saying, man, that that that's a path. I mean, that's a path. I mean, like you look at Luca, man. I mean, if you that good and you going and playing against pros, it's just going to make you better. Because I mean, I think he went and then I think he was the MVP of that league. Like yeah, a couple times. Guys. Yeah. So. Before the age of 20. Right. Yeah. So you knew he had the goods and that was just, you know, that was just enhancing them. But that's why I'm all, I'm, I'm all for any competition to the NCAA. So this is saying 
A new basketball league backed by a sports media company is entering the intensifying debate over what student athletes should be paid by starting a venture offering high school basketball players $100,000 salaries to skip college. Oh, yeah. And remember, this year coming up, players going to be able to make money off their likeness, name, and image. So, and NCAA football coming back. Yep. Hey, man, look. I'm excited about that. (laughs) <laughs> I ain't brought no game console since probably last time. I'm buying me something. You got to get back on the sticks. <laughs> I got to get back. Look, because that was one of the few reasons I played. I was on the um the, the damn game for college football. It's back. All right. So so back to this. So the overtime, the, the league overtime elite. So the name of it is Overtime Elite, founded under the the auspice of the sports media company Overtime will compete directly with the NCAA for the nation's top high school boys and employing about 30 of them who would circumvent the behemoth of college sports. And you don't even have to use them goddamn words, man. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> Overtime will offer each athlete, some as young as 16, a minimum of $100,000 annually, as well as signing bonuses and the number of shares of Overtime's largest businesses. The company will also provide health and disability insurance and set aside $100,000 in college scholarship money for each player in case they decide not to pursue basketball professionally. <laughs> oh, shit, shit. That sounds like a bad deal. Sign me. I wait. Sam. Sam. We still got four years, bro. Right. Let's these niggas off, cuz. I don't, I don't see how that sounds bad. That don't it sound really good. <laughs> but the, I guess the question is, can they actually pull it off and sustain that? It, that that'll be what remains to be seen. It'll it'll depend on if they can get the top prospects. Um because like to pay them that they're gonna have to generate that money. Um I mean I don't know I don't know what this uh company does outside of this league, so maybe they just got it, you know, to spare. Uh or they feel like you know they'll be fine operating in the red for a couple of years, right? Funding uh, the league, yeah, right. So th- that'll be the thing. But 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 like you said, I mean that sounds like a good package. And like you said, if you one of these kids that's you know uh, that's thinking about you know maybe a one and done or like two and done or something like that, that'll be a better alternative than uh you know going to the play you know spend two years a year at you know at Duke or whatever. That's- Cause look, you pay me a hundred. All right, you pay me a hundred thousand dollars. I can live off for thirty if I'm smart. I live off for thirty. I invest seventy. Right. I'm good enough to go to the league. I ball out in this league. I I I get drafted. In a year, that seventy thousand would have grossed something. Mm-hmm. I live off of 30. I get drafted making hella millions now. If I if I want to go to college, I can go online. And then don't forget that they said they got that other hundred thousand. If you don't go to the towards, league. Right. Put towards but, college right. scholarship if you don't go. Right. So either way, you have the money to get an education. Mm-hmm. That don't sound bad to me. Cause I mean, let's just be real, like. We we both been to college. Mm-hmm. You've been to college twice. College is necessary but overrated. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because I think I, I think our generation when like us as parents, we're gonna say, Hey, go to college if you want to. But let me see your plan. Yeah, Cause man. Like, Cause it's like like you say, Matthew come to you black like, hey dad, I wanna be a plumber. All right, because you he gonna make money. Yeah, it's funny you said that. Me and Stacey was just talking about this, man. Like, yeah, because um, yeah, I, I was told, yeah, we was talking to her. She was like, "What if he said he wanted to go to a trade school?" I was like, "Hey, man, depending on which one, I'd be all for it." Because I'm like, shoot, if if it like I'm because like like thinking about me, if I had done that. Cause like you know, we just now getting to the point where we coming out of the debt, <laughs> and, right. been, and we've been out of college what almost twenty years. Right, <laughs> right, bro. I got a homeboy who he called me time to time. We linked up. We both office, so we linked up through that. He called me. You know, I got a good job. Can I make? I make decent money. I ain't. I ain't. I ain't hurting for money. I make decent money. But he called me. We like, yeah, dog. You know. And man, they paying because he was kind of venting about something else. But he's like, "Yeah, man, you know they paying me such and such a year." And I'm sitting there like with the boo boo face, like, because <laughs> that's what he was. What he his the number he said was like forty fifty thousand more than I make. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like looking at my degree, like I should wipe my ass with you. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. I be thinking about that. I was like, oh boy. But uh, you know, we, we we they need people. They need people to do the jobs we got, though, man. But but it's because because the thing is, go to there's certain things, certain certain uh careers that you want to pursue that you need to go to college for. Mm-hmm. But everybody don't need to go to college, and I know I for us one of the main driving forces for us going to college was football. Yeah, because we wanted to play college football. Like you, you had more of a a special interest to go to college with the marine biology and stuff, so you needed to do that. But some of the some of the rest of us, we probably should have took up trades. Yeah, man. I mean, like we like like I said, we was talking, and even if you do go, I think you got to be now you got to be smarter smarter about what you're studying. And you got to be strategic about how you go, because like I tell my my little brothers didn't really listen, so it's too late for them. But I was like, hey, get a scholarship. Let it be free. You don't want that. Even though like my pops, my pops did the prepaid tuition, so they're going to have money for college. But what did they what did they go in there and do some shit like I did and have to stay more than four years? Because they don't play for four years. Right. Or you go back for your master's. I can say, or like me, and be like, "Oh, I want to do a whole nother program." Then you got to go take out loans and stuff, mm-hmm. and now you in debt. But so, so I'm not mad at this league, bro. I'm not mad nah, at this league because it's it's empowering people economically. And like I say, we got so much access to information now. If you really want to learn something, you can because you're not gonna be playing all year long. So you can, let's say, if you you get like a, a you want to go after a trade or whatever that. Take three months, three, four months. You got that in the off season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could do online stuff. Like it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of ways to get information nowadays. And especially with this COVID, we see more online access is 
is where stuff is gonna be at now. So right, right. Hey man, one time for the overtime elite league. I hope I want to see it happen. Me too, man. I think it would be great. I I wish it was something like that in football, man. We'll try it out. We'll <laughs> definitely try it out for that, bro. But yeah, football yeah. like. The NFL does need to do something like that rather than and I but I, I think I think I don't know, but the NFL do need to do something because because I was going to say I think like the link between college football and NFL is a lot more than what we think, but then I was thinking it maybe isn't because two different entities, college football making this billions, NFL making this billions, but the NFL could make more billions if it had its own farm league that people watch. Yeah, yeah, but bro, they ain't gonna do that, man. I mean, because think about it, they got a farm lead that they don't have to run. Right. <laughs> nah. So, so why would they do that? Right. Somebody, nah, it's, it's gonna have to be a third party that do it. Right. No, nah, I get you. I, that's why I, you know I, I, I was about to say what I was about to say, then I had to think again, then I had to think again. But now nah, I'm with you. Like, but I, but we we do know a farm a an NFL affiliated farm league will bring more money to the NFL, but I do get what you're saying. You don't got to do nothing, and they sending all this talent to you. All you got to do is just stay there, right? So, all right. So it's time. It's time for our weekly rant, and then we're gonna bring this thing to a close. This should be fun too. Hey, so. Sam went to uh college with this dude and they sat in class and he he lent Sam a pencil and Sam wrote his homework with this pencil. So you just as guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but nah. So there's a there's a soccer player um named Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And he is known for being one of the best soccer players in the world. He plays for AC Milan, he's a forward. Um, and you know, I start off by saying he's hypocritical. So for those who don't know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is a huge fan of Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I, I was watching clips of you, YouTube the other day, and I've seen about a handful of clips of him. When people are asking him who inspired him, first thing he says without even thinking about it is Muhammad Ali. That's, that's what he said. And they asked him why. And he says, because of a lot of the activism and things that Muhammad Ali did, the speaking out and the standing up, that's why he admires Muhammad Ali. And then there's also evidence of the Latin speaking up, speaking out, standing up against issues against himself. Mm -hmm. Right. But after all of that, Buddy got an issue with LeBron James speaking out for black people. Help me understand the the cognitive dissonance that's going on with this player. Because how is Muhammad Ali, your 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 number one athlete of all time? You yourself, when something happened to you, you speak out. But LeBron James shit just shut up and dribble. Man, all I can say is that's. He just 100% operate from a place of privilege. That's all. That's the that's the main thing that when I first heard about it, started because like when you white, you can afford to just be like, well, hey, I don't want to talk about racism. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about racism. 
I don't want to think about these issues of, of, of oppressed people because like I mean even though I mean, even though I think where well, he's he's from Sweden right yeah and um, he's he's looked at as in I guess he would he would be like an outcast Sweden Swede or something like that yeah because I yeah because I'm I'm pretty sure he's 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 Swedish but he's not like 100 percent Swedish yeah. or something like so that. he don't look like that or his parents immigrated there or something like that. Right. But at the end of the day, like if you're talking about if you're talking about the world, you're still a white guy, right? <laughs> yeah, so, but, but but the the whatever he faces, at the end of the day, he's still treated as a human being. He's never been dehumanized. Black, it's a right. it's a difference it's a difference with black people because we look at as non-human, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and you can tell by like what you're saying. That comes from a place of privilege around the world. No matter how, no matter where you come up at in Sweden, you come to America in the world press and the world media, you still going, you still white. Mm -hmm. So, but it's funny that you could recognize what's happening to you. You could recognize all these things, but, but, but you got a problem with LeBron speaking. Right. Like, so why is, so how is, how and why is Muhammad Ali still the person who inspired you? But you got a problem with LeBron. Is it? Is it? And one of the thoughts I had is he probably mad that he's probably jealous that LeBron is more popular than he is worldwide. That's one of the things I was thinking about because I, I just I just can't wrap my mind around the logic for you to say because what he said is athletes unite the world, which is a lie, and I'm saying that on the sports <laughs> podcast. It's right. a lie. We wouldn't still be talking about racism around the world. Around the world, the way we are, if 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 sports united people in European soccer games, the whole stadium wouldn't be doing monkey chants and throwing bananas on the field to the black players. So let's start with the lie that sports unite people. Sports has the potential, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So this is what he's saying: athletes unite the world, politics divided. He said, "Our role is to unite the world by doing what we do best. Athletes should be athletes, and politicians should do politics." Uh, he said LeBron is, is phenomenal at what at what he's doing, but I don't like when people have some kind of status. They go and do politics at the same time, but but but, but that's what you did, right? So go ahead, go ahead. And even even on a even on a more even on the basic of levels, right? LeBron is still a citizen of the United States, just like you and me. So he can comment on the the state of you know like whatever going on in the, in in Look. the government, just like any one of us can. It just so happens that he has you know fifty two million followers. Like you know, I could tweet about oh man, you know politician A, you know I don't agree with what they're doing, and it's fine. But I'm gonna LeBron like it. LeBron can LeBron can do that also. He paid taxes too. But see, that's the thing. Like I agree with, uh, I think it was Stephen A. or Shannon or one of them. And if I put like this, if athletes can't talk about politics and other stuff, nobody else can. Because right. because you being a school teacher doesn't give you the right to talk about politics. You working at mm -hmm. McDonald's, you picking up whatever your profession is. That doesn't mean that you have more of an intellectual right than an athlete. So if athletes got to shut up and play, garbage men need to shut up and collect trash. School teachers right. need to shut up and teach, right? Principals need to shut up and principal. Preachers need to shut up and preach. Nobody yep. should. No, Zalatin, you should shut the hell up and stop talking. Right. 
what gives someone the right to talk about politics is just being a tax-paying citizen. That's it. That's all you got to be. And because you know, even even in like the context of people who are saying, if you don't vote, you can't complain. No, mm -hmm. bitch, I pay taxes. I can complain. Right. I, it's exactly. me not voting is me exercising my right that I that my taxes cover. Right. Now I'm a voter, and I think people should vote. But if anybody ever chooses not to vote, not only do you have the right to complain, complain. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let me. He said, um, he said, do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football because I'm the best at playing football, which is a lie. But, <laughs> I, oh, so I remember the video. It was the one young, you remember, you know, the Young Turks. Yeah. So they was doing the video about this. And um, <laughs> he was like, um, I'm the best at playing football. So the dude was like, yeah, whatever. And he showed a picture of Ronaldo and Messi. He was like, not longer these two dudes. I was like, saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then he also goes on to say, I don't do politics. If I would be a political politician, I start laughing at that. Boy, shut up. <laughs> I would do politics. That is the first mistake people do when they become famous and they become a certain status. Just stay out of it. Just do what you do best because it doesn't look good. Well, you haven't looked good in a while then. Right. And so why exactly why are you inspired by Muhammad Ali? Why? Because he got his shirt off? Hey, man. It sounds like it's just because it's something cool to say. Right. Because he sounds like, sound like a blithering idiot to me. Mm -hmm. No matter what language he speaks, all the thoughts going through his mind are straight bull. So he sounds like a blithering idiot because there's no way that Muhammad Ali could be the one athlete who totally inspired you, but you have a but you go out of your wow. way to tell another black man to say, hey, you can't speak out against politics. And then go on to say what you say after even after you yourself have spoken out against politics. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 But I think he I just think he's jealous though. I just I really do. I think LeBron's worldwide fame is intimidating to him. And he's like, well I got I need to be the late, the latest person to challenge LeBron because yeah. I, and, and I think I think a lot of people are trying to use LeBron to become famous to, to get people that. to follow them because I can see that I don't because I don't know if you I don't know how familiar you are uh, with him but he's he to to say he he's he has high regard for himself is an understatement he uh. Yeah, he think he like God's gift to the earth, man. I can so, see. It. So he, I mean, cause he good, no doubt about it. But like he, uh, he, he, he feel like you know he like this, uh, like the Messiah of, of football or soccer or whatnot. So yeah, he, he, I, I can see what you're saying about him having feeling the way about LeBron being so, so popular, uh, versus his popularity. I can see that being an issue for him. So has he won any championships? Or anything? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I like I know, I just know he uh, if I I think I'm trying to think of the, the 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 salaries. I think he is the third highest paid player behind those two you had mentioned, the Messi and Ronaldo. Maybe fourth, maybe Neymar Jr. Right. But um but he up there. Uh 
Swedish professional who plays striker. Uh, he's one of the most decorated football players in the world, having won 31 trophies in his career. So, yeah, he wants to. He, yeah, he got okay. some skins on the wall. Okay. Well, so so I guess he should follow his own advice and shut up and do what he do best and kick the ball, right? <laughs> I mean, so. I mean, why? Let's use his logic. Why? Why should anybody listen to a soccer player? All you do is kick a damn ball, and you might have brain damage as much as many times as the ball has hit your head. <laughs> you might got you might got CTE. So why should we listen to a person who might got CTE in the head? Why should you know? I mean, help me understand that. It's a Latin. Mm hmm. Hey man, Iba Ibrahimovic, your ass down. <laughs> Man, because look, man, this this has been like the second or third time we've done we've talked about somebody just this year telling LeBron to shut up and play, and it's not like LeBron is even out there leading the charge, right? It's just on his own social media tweeting his thoughts, right? Because and it's and it's not like the world is inspired behind it because most I didn't see it, a lot of people didn't see it. But when you when they when they do stuff like this, now everybody's seen it. So hey man, look. Hey man, um uh, hell on boy. Get the hell on. <laughs> hey man, that's our show for the day, man. It's Fix Sports Podcast right here on the Freedom Train Network at www.freedomtrainradio.com. It's my homie Sam Dixon. We've been down since kindergarten. Hey, so I want you to Go ahead and finally admit that Raphael, the realest Ninja Turtle of all time. Man, so, come on, now, now, go ahead, you, finally. Know that ain't true. you know that ain't even true, Doc. No, I ain't saying he the best, but I'm just saying he the realest. Doc, you see, you seen that TM, TMNT uh, movie, right? Where they him and Leonardo had that one fight. Now Leonardo, Leonardo gave him the beats. Now <laughs> that's why I say he ain't the best. <laughs> but he the realest. He'll run you the fade though. He down to run anybody okay. to fade, whether he win or not. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he yeah, he 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 is stay ready all-star. <laughs> hey man, the perfect ninja turtle. If you take everything Leonardo got and you get him Raphael attitude, that's the perfect ninja turtle, bro. I've yeah. been thinking about that all yeah. the time. Like, <laughs> but hey man, <laughs> we're gonna have a ninja turtle discussion one day. But no, nah, I appreciate you rocking with me, man. And I know Doc and Javard, they, they're going to be back next week. We're going to come back with some more topics. Of course, we're going to have to discuss Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, some things like that to keep you uh, keep you updated on what's going on in the world of sports. Make sure you become a patron at patreon.com backslash the fix. That way you can get the full videos of these instead of just the clips on YouTube or through social media. You can get everything. So holla at your homeboy. You can become a patron as a little as a dollar a day. Support the cause, right? Support the cause. So Sam Dixie, I'm Joseph Ward, Fix Sports Podcast. Two fingers in the air like a player from Bel-Air. Yeah.